we are running the most dangerous experiment in history right now which is to see how much carbon dioxide the atmosphere can handle before there is an environmental catastrophe said by Elon Musk CEO of Tesla and SpaceX welcome back listeners to the new episode of talking climate change with Yash Negi in this episode we will talk about radiative forcing in climate change so let's get started radiative forcing is the measure as defined by the intergovernmental panel on climate change which is known as ipcc of the influence a given climatic factor has on the amount of downward directed radiant energy impinging upon earth's surface climatic factors are divided between those caused primarily by human activities such as greenhouse gas emission and aerosol emission and those caused by natural forces such as solar irradiance for each factor so called forcing values are calculated for the time period between 1750 and the present day positive forcing is exerted by climatic factors that contribute to the warming of earth's surface whereas negative forcing is exerted by the factors that cool earth's surface so there are a variety of ways to examine how various drivers contribute to climate change in principle observations of the climate response to a single factor could directly show the impact of that factor or climate models could be used to study the impact of any single factor in practice however it is usually difficult to find measurements that are influenced by only a single cause and it is computationally prohibitive to simulate the response to every individual factor of interest hence various metrics intermediate between cause and effect are used to provide estimate of the climate impact of individual factor with applications both in science and policy radiating forcing rf is one of the most widely used metrics with most other metrics based on radiative forcing rf is the net change in the energy balance of the earth system due to some imposed perturbation it is usually expressed in watts per square meter averaged over a particular period of time and quantifies the energy imbalance that occurs when the imposed change takes place though usually difficult to observe calculated rf provides a simple quantitative basis for comparing some aspects of the potential climate response to different imposed agent especially global mean temperature and hence is widely used in the scientific community Forcing is often presented as the value due to changes between two particular time such as pre-industrial to present day while its time evolution provides a more complete picture. Alternative definitions of radi- radiative forcing have been developed each with its own advantage and limitation. The instantaneous RF refers to an instantaneous change in net down minus up radiative flux short wave plus long wave in weber meter square due to an imposed change this forcing is usually defined in terms of flux changes at the top of the atmosphere which is also known as toa or at the climatological tropopause tropopause with the latter being a better indicator of the global mean surface temperature response in cases when they differ climate change takes place when the system responds in order to counteract the flux changes and all such responses are explicitly excluded from this definition of forcing 
the assumed relation between a sustained radiative forcing and the equilibrium global mean surface temperature response delta is delta equals to lambda rf where lambda is the climate sensitive parameter the relation between rf and delta is an expression of the energy balance of the climate system and a simple reminder that the steady state global mean climate response to a given force forcing is determined both by the forcing and the responses inherited in lambda implicit in the concept of rf is the proposition that the change in net irradiance in response to the imposed forcing alone can be separated from all subsequent responses to the forcing these are not in fact always clearly separable and thus some ambiguity exists in what may be considered a forcing versus what is part of the climate response in both the third assessment report tar and ar4 the term radiative forcing also called stratospherically adjusted rf as distinct from instantaneous rf was defined as the change in net irradiance at the tropopause after allowing the stratospheric stratospheric temperatures to readjust to radiative equilibrium while holding surface and tropospheric temperatures and state variable such as water vapor and cloud over fixed at unperturbed values rf is generally more indicative of the surface and tropospheric temperature responses than instantaneous rf especially for agents such as co2 or ozone change that substantially alter stratospheric temperatures to be consistent with tar and ar4 rf is hereafter taken to mean the stratospherically adjusted rf on average about 342 watts of solar radiation strike each square meter of earth surface temperature per year and this quantity can in turn be related to a rise or fall in earth surface temperature temperatures at the surface may also rise or fall through a change in distribution of terrestrial rad radiation that is radiation emitted by earth within the atmosphere in some cases radiative forcing has a natural origin such as during explosive eruptions from volcanoes where vented gases and ash blocks some portion of solar radiation from the surface in other cases radiative forcing has an anthropogenic or exclusively human origin for example anthropogenic increases in carbon dioxide methane and nitrous oxide are estimated to account for 2.3 watts per square meter of positive radiation radiative forcing so when all values of positive and negative radiative forcing are taken together and all interactions between climatic factors are accounted for the total net increase in surface radiation due to human activity since the beginning of industrial revolution is 1.6 watts per square meter for many forcing agents the rf gives a very useful and appropriate way to compare the relative importance of their potential climate effect instantaneous rf or rf is not an accurate indicator of the temperature response for all forcing agents however rapid ad adjustment in the troposphere can either enhance or reduce the flux perturbations leading to substantial differences in the forcing driving long term climate change in much the same way that allowing for the relatively rapid adjustment of stratospheric temperatures provide a more useful characterization of the forcing due to stratos stratospheric 
constituent changes. Inclusion of rapid tropospheric adjustment has the potential to provide more useful categorization for drivers in the troposphere. Many of the rapid adjustment affect clouds and are not readily included into the RF concept. For example, for aerosol especially absorbing ones, changes in the temperature distribution above the surface occur due to a variety of effects including cloud response to changing atmospheric stability and cloud absorption effect which affects fluxes but are not strictly part of the RF. Similarly, adjustment takes place for many forcings including CO2. Aerosol also alter cloud properties via microphysical interactions leading to indirect forcing. Although these adjustments are complex and not fully quantified, they occur both on the microphysical scale of the cloud particles as well as on a more macroscopic scale involving whole cloud system. A portion of these adjustments occurs over a short period on cloud life cycle time scales and is not a part of feedback arising from the surface temperature changes. Previously, these types of adjustment were sometimes termed as fast feedback, whereas in AR5, they are denoted rapid adjustment to emphasize their distinction from feedbacks involving surface temperature changes. Atmospheric chemistry responses have typically been included un under the RF framework and hence could also be included in a forcing encompassing rapid adjustment which is important when evaluating forcing attributable to emissions. Studies have demonstrated the utility of including rapid adjustment in comparison of forcing agents, especially in allowing qualification of forcing due to aerosol induced changes in cloud example effects previously denoted as cloud lifetime or semi-direct effects several measures of forcing have been introduced that include rapid adjustment forcing that accounts for rapid adjustment the effective radiative forcing which is erf conceptually it represents the change in net toa downward radiative flux after allowing for atmospheric temperatures, water vapor and cloud to adjust, but with global mean surface temperature or a portion of surface conditions unchanged. The primarily method in use for such calculations are fixing sea temperatures and sea ice cover at climatological values while allowing all other parts of the system to respond until reaching steady, analyzing uh, reaching the steady state and Analyzing the transient global mean surface temperature response to an instantaneous pertur perturbation and using the regression of the response extrapolated back to the start of the simulation to derive the initial ERF. The ERF calculating using the regression technique has an uncertainty of about 10% for a single 4 multiplied by CO2 simulation due to internal variability in the transistent climate. While given a similar length simulation, the uncertainty due to internal variability in ERF calculated using the fixed SST technique is much smaller and hence the latter may be more suitable for very small forcings. Analysis of both techniques shows that the fixed SST method yields a smaller spread across model even in the calculation neglecting the uncertainty in the regression fitting procedure. As a portion of land area, responses are included in the fixed SST technique. However, that ERF is slightly less 
then it would be with the surface temperature held fixed everywhere. It is possible to adjust for this in the global mean forcing. Let us talk about definition of radiative forcing and effective radiative forcing once again. So the two most commonly used measures of radiative forcing that I am talking about in this podcast are radiative forcing which is RF and the effective radiative forcing which is ERF. So RF is defined as it was in AR4 as the change in net downward radiative flux at the proper pause after allowing for stratospheric temperatures to readjust to radiative equilibrium while holding surface and tropospheric temperatures and state variables such as water vapor and cloud cover fixed at the unperturbed values. ERF is the charge in net TOA downward radiative flux after allowing for atmospheric temperatures, water vapor and clouds to adjust but with surface temperature or a portion of surface conditions unchanged. Although there are multiple methods to calculate ERF to mean the method in which sea temperature and sea ice cover are fixed at climatological value unless otherwise specified. Land surface properties, temperature, snow, ice cover and vegetation are allowed to adjust in this method. Hence ERF includes both the effects of the forcing agent itself and the rapid adjustment to that agent. Temperature is the only adjustment for the latter. So in the case of aerosol, the rapid adjustment of cloud encompasses effects that have been referred to as indirect or semi-indirect forces, with some of these same cloud responses also taking place for other forcing agents. Changes in land, ice and snow cover for instance may take place over many years. The ERF thus represents that part of the instantaneous. RF that is maintained over long time scales and more directly contributes to the steady state climate response. The RF can be considered a more limited version of ERF because atmospheric temperature has also has been allowed to adjust. ERF would be nearly identical if calculated at the tropopause instead of the TOA for tropospheric forcing agents, as would RF. The climate sensitivity parameter lambda derived with respect to RF can vary substantially across different forcing agents. The response to RF from a particular agent relative to the response to RF from CO2 has been termed the FECC, E-double-F-I-C-A-C-Y. By including many of the rapid adjustments that differ across forcing agents, the ERF concept includes much of the relative efficacy and therefore leads to more uniform climate sensitivity across agents. For example, the influence of clouds on the interaction of aerosol with sunlight and the effect of aerosol heating on cloud formation can lead to be very large differences in the response per unit RF from black carbon, which is BC, located at different altitudes, but the response per unit ERF is nearly uniform with altitude. The concept of radiative forcing is based on the hypothesis that the change in global annual mean surface temperature is proportional to the imposed global annual mean forcing, means independent of the nature of the applied forcing. The fundamental assumption underlying the radiative forcing concept is that the surface and the troposphere are strongly coupled by convective heat transfer processes. That is, the earth troposphere system is in a state of radiative convective equilibrium. The concept of radiative forcing has provided a clear mechanism for conceptualizing the Earth's climate as a closed system with the detectable metric of change, global mean surface temperature. 
The metric is easily understandable and readily correlated to global scale geological, oceanographic and biological changes. Example included ice caps melting, sea level rising, ecosystem changing. The projected changes in climate have been translated into economic cost with varying uncertainty, providing a direct relationship between radiative forcing and economic impacts. This relationship enables policymakers to consider the relative benefits of investment in the new technologies, emission regulation, carbon taxes, sequestration and offsetting, and emission trading. For most policy applications, the relationship between radiative forcing and surface temperature is assumed to be linear, thereby making it possible to add different forcing to assess the overall climate impact. Let us discuss about limitations of radiative forcing. Dedicated climate model simulation that are required to diagnose the ERF can be more computationally demanding than those for instantaneous RF or RF because many years are required to reduce the influence of climate variability. The presence of meteorological vari variability can also make it difficult to isolate the ERF of small forcing that are easily isolated in the pair of radiative transfer calculation performed for RF. For radiative forcing, on the other hand, a definition of the tropophores is required which can be ambiguous. In many cases, however, ERF and RF are nearly equal. While RF and ERF are generally quite similar to WMGHGs, ERF typically provides a more useful indication of climate response for near-term climate forces as a rapid adjustment included in ERF difference strength across climate model. The uncertainty range for ERF estimate tends to be larger than the range for RF estimates. Whereas the global mean ERF provides a useful indication of the eventual change in global mean surface temperature, it does not reflect regional climate changes. This is true for all forcing agents, but especially the case for inhomogeneously distributed forcing because they activate climate feedbacks based on their regional distribution. For example, forcing so over northern hemisphere and edge middle and high latitude induce snow and ice albedo feedbacks more than forcing at lower altitudes or in southern hemisphere. In the case of agents that strongly absorb incoming solar radiation such as BC and to lesser extent organic carbon which is OC and ozone, the TOA forcing provides little indication of the change in solar radiation reaching the surface which can force local changes in evaporation and alter regional and general circulation patterns. Hence the forcing at the surface or the atmospheric heating defined as the difference between surface and tropopause TOA forcing might also be useful metrics. Global mean precipitation changes can be relate, related separately to ERF within the atmosphere and to a slower response to global mean temperature changes. Relationship between surface forcing and localized aspects of climate response have not yet been clearly quantified. However, in general, most widely used definition of forcing and most forcing-based metrics are intended to be proportional to the eventual temperature responses and most analysis to date have explored the global mean temperature response only. These metrics do not explicitly include impacts such as changes in precipitation, surface sunlight available for photosynthesis, extreme events and so forth or regional temperature, which can differ greatly from the global mean. Hence, although they are quite useful for understanding the factors driving global mean temperatures change, they provide only an imperfect and limited perspective on the factors driving broader climate change. In addition, a metric based solely on radiative per perturbation does not allow comparison of non-RF such as effects of land cover change, 
ट्रांसपेरेशन और फिजिकलॉजी फिजियोलॉजिकल साइकोलॉजिकल इम्पैक्ट ऑफ सी ओ टू एंड ओ थ्री एक्सपेक्ट वेयर दीज कॉजेज फर्दर इम्पैक्ट ऑन रेडिएशन सचैस थ्रू क्लाउड एंड कवर चेंजेस लेट एस डिस्कस लिटल बिट अबाउट कैलकुलेशन ऑफ रेडिएटिव फोर्सिंग ड्यू टू कंसनट्रेशन और एमिशन चेंज सो एनालिसिस ऑफ फोर्सिंग ड्यू टू एब्सॉर्ड और मॉडल कंसनट्रेशन चेंजेस बिटवीन प्री इंडस्ट्रियल डिफाइंड हीयर एज सेवनटीन फिफ्टी एंड चूजन लेयर येट प्रोवाइड्स एन इंडिकेशन ऑफ द इम्पॉर्टेंस ऑफ डिफरेंट फोर्सिंग एजेंट्स टू क्लाइमेट चेंज ड्यूरिंग दैट पीरियड सच एनालिसिस हैव बीन अ मेन स्टे ऑफ क्लाइमेट असेसमेंट द परस्पेक्टिव हैज एडवांटेज बट ऑब्जर्वेशन डेटा अवेलेबल टू एक्यूरेटली क्वान्टिफाई द कंसनट्रेशन चेंजेस फॉर सेवरल ऑफ द लार्जेस्ट फोर्सिंग कंपोनेंट्स एटमोसफियर कंसनट्रेशन चेंजेस हाउ एवर आदर इज आर द नेट रिजल्ट ऑफ वेरिएशन इन एमिशन ऑफ मल्टीपल कंपाउंड्स एंड एनी क्लाइमेट चेंजेस दैट हैव इन्फ्लुएंस प्रोसेसेस सच एज वेंट रिमूवल एटमोसफेरिक केमिस्ट्री और द कार्बन साइकिल कैरेक्टराइजिंग फोर्सिंग अकॉर्डिंग टू कंसनट्रेशन चेंजेस दस माइनस दस मिक्सेस मल्टीपल रूट कॉजेस अलॉन्ग द अलॉन्ग विद क्लाइमेट फीड पैक आर एफ और ई आर एफ एस्टिमेट्स बेस्ड ऑन आइदर हिस्टोरिकल एमिशन और कंसनट्रेशन प्रोवाइडेड वैल्यूबल इंसाइट इन टू द रिलेटिव एंड एप्सोलीट एप्सोल्यूट कंट्रीब्यूशन ऑफ वेरियस ड्राइवर्स टू हिस्टोरिकल क्लाइमेट चेंज सीनारियोज ऑफ चेंजिंग फ्यूचर एमिशन एंड लैंड यूज आर ऑल्सो डेवलप बेस्ड ऑन वेरियस एजम्पन बोथ सोशियो इकोनॉमिक ट्रेंड्स एंड सोसाइटल चॉइसिस The forcing resulting from the such scenario is used to understand the drivers of potential future climate changes. As with hist- historical forcings, the actual impact on the climate depends on both the temporal and spatial structure of the forcing and the rate of response of various portion of the climate system. Let us talk about our uh, which bring us to the very last topic which is conscientality the spelling is c o n t i n e n t a l i t y conscientality it is a measure of the difference between continental and marine climate characterized by the increased range of temperatures that occurs over land compared with water this difference is a consequence of the much lower effective heat capacities of land surfaces as well as of the generally reduced evaporation rates Heating or cooling of a land surface takes place in a thin layer the depth of which is de- which is determined by the ability of the ground to conduct heat the greatest temperature changes occur for dry sandy soil because they are poor conductors with very small effective heat capacities and contain no moisture for evaporation by far the greatest effective heat capacities are those of water surf- surfaces owing to both the mixture of water near the surface and the penetration of solar radiation that distributes heating to depths of several meters in addition about 90% of the radiation budget of the ocean is used for evaporation ocean temperature are thus slow to change the effect of continentality may be moderated by proximity to the ocean depending on the direction and strength of the prevailing winds contrast with ocean temperatures at the edges of each continent may be further modified by the presence of north or south flowing ocean current for most latitude however continentality explains much of the variation in average temperature at a fixed latitude as well as variation in the difference between january and july temperatures guys this was the last topic of the radiative forcing podcast i hope you guys loved it and you find some valuable insights from it 
it really means a lot that you give your valuable time to listen to my podcast it really means a lot to me keep listening keep following me on twitter for daily climate change news and any suggestions are always welcome in the email id given in the description below thank you so much everyone be safe have fun god bless you take care and i will catch you guys up in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnagi thank you everyone